0: Today on Abounding Grace, discover the joy in generosity. So many Christians are so tight-fisted and stingy with
1: what God has given to them. It's almost as if you think you own it. You think it's yours, and it's going to be yours, and nobody else is going to get it, and you're going to hide it, and you're going to hoard it, and you're going to protect it, and then you're going to find yourself so discontented, and you're going to be upset with God because you wonder why. You wonder why things become so difficult when your hands are so tight-fisted. I believe God wants us to be generous. He wants us to be generous everywhere.
0: This is amazing grace. This is amazing. have you believe there's joy and happiness to be found in accumulating more stuff and building a bigger bank account. But today on Abounding Grace, we'd like to show you that there's actually a joy to be found in generosity. And Pastor Ed Taylor will reveal some of the ways we can learn to be generous, one of which you can apply the next time you eat out. Here he is now in Hebrews chapter 13.
1: I believe that the antidote to covetousness is generosity. I believe the people on the planet earth that should be the most generous are born again men, women, and children. We should be known as the most generous people on the planet, and we should be the most generous. We should give. We should give beyond even what we can think, because every time I give, God is doing a work in my heart and a work through me. I think we should be generous. I believe that giving helps us to display the love of Jesus Christ but the problem is is so many today are so tight so, and to, so many Christians are so tight-fisted and stingy with what God has given to them it's almost as if you think you own it you think it's yours And it's going to be yours, and nobody else is going to get it, and you're going to hide it, and you're going to hoard it, and you're going to protect it. And then you're going to find yourself so discontented, and you're going to be upset with God because you wonder why. You wonder why things become so difficult when your hands are so tight-fisted. I believe God wants us to be generous. He wants us to be generous everywhere. You know, here's a couple ways right away that you can begin to be generous This is an easy one, an easy one. I want you to hear me out and consider this, please. If you want to learn generosity, start and begin to give a really good tip to your server the next time you're at a restaurant. I mean a really good tip. I mean if you want to be super, some of you have the ability, you have the ability and the means that whatever the bill was for the food, you could tip that amount as a generous gift to the server. You, you could be generous. So instead, we're kind of getting out the calculator and we're like, oh, I don't know. So should we round down to the second penny and should we save a penny? Like, and you're just like, chick, 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 you know, I don't know. Should we give a dollar or a dollar twenty five? Like, look, 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 look. When you have a generous heart, you just let the Holy Spirit give you the insight to bless your server. Do you know how hard they work? You know how difficult it is? You know how little they get paid? And you know how much they served you? And you go, oh, no, I don't know. They didn't serve me at all. I don't know. Maybe they need double then as a blessing to show them the generosity of God that awaits them by faith. But here we are as Christians. Oh, no, I'm going to leave a penny because I'm going to show them. Yeah, I know what you showed them. You showed them a tight-fisted, stingy, critical attitude, even though they may have done you know, a poor job, did it ever occur to you that you could ask them how they're doing? Maybe it was a bad day. Maybe they just experienced a death in the family. Maybe their mom just got out of the hospital. Maybe it's been a hard year or a hard two years. and Maybe they, this is the eighth shift in a row that they've worked, and they've worked doubles and they're tired. You know, it could be a thousand things, but as believers, wouldn't it be great to step into their life? Wouldn't it be great to be generous? And it's very easy. Like, okay, so even something like this, even something like this, like if you would normally give five dollars, then just give ten. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen, especially to those of you that, that this is already like, I don't think so. I don't like that pastor. I don't like this church. I mean, what does he have a side job as a server or something? Second job. No. So, so already what's gonna happen is you give the first time, it's not gonna feel good. You're just go oh, just gonna do it. All right, I'll do it. You do it a second time, and you go, oh. and a third time the Holy Spirit goes, see? You see? You see what giving does? You see what giving does? You see that, you see what it feels like? It's more blessed to give, like Jesus said, than to receive. And then it connects you with the person. And you ask them, how are they doing? I know I've gone, I, I don't do this personally, but I've gone to, to dinner and to lunch with folks. Well, they'll just stop. They're really open. They'll just stop. And, and before anything, so we're about to pray for our meal. And they ask the server, how can we pray for you and your family? I'm like, oh, it's always so good. It always ends so well, too. It's always a great bridge. I don't know why I haven't adopted that yet. Let me jot that down and add that to my life, you know. But as you learn to be generous, God will bless you. God will bless you. Take your hands and put fists together. Would you take them up? And then raise them like you're worshiping. Anybody worship like that? Anybody? I mean, who how do we worship? How do we worship? Open hands. Open hands. That's what giving does. When you give away, you have open hands. And then what happens? Talk to somebody who has the gift of giving, and they'll tell you what happens. They'll tell you this. They have adopted this into their life. I know Pastor Chuck adopted it into his life as well. And, and he, and and this is where they're at and, and I 've adopted in my life, and that's simply this principle you cannot give God, you just cannot give God and, and as you give of your time and your talent and your treasures and you you just give away you know the 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 Lord has blessed so many all of us in this room with incredible talents some of you are some of the smartest most you know, technical. You're just so blessed. Like, like, think about what you do in the world and what you do for a living, the different places you are, and all of the talent that you have and everything. And, and a lot of you, you have the talent you have because you got it at your job. And not only did you get it at your job, but you got paid to be trained to do what you do so well today. Except that in our culture, There's this mindset that if I am highly trained and highly technical, then I'm going to do for you if you pay me, if you pay me. But I think as believers, there has to be part of us that says, no, I know I'm going to make a living and I'm going to do that for sure. For sure. You're going to provide for the needs of your family. However, God has blessed me so much that I'm just going to bless you. I don't want anything from you. I just want to bless you. Let me give you an example. Uh, back when there was a phone, there's not a phone on my desk here because we ran out of lines. So someone else has my phone. But when I had a phone on my desk here and it rang, I would answer it. Sitting at my desk, I'd answer, hey, Calvary Chapel. And, and, and I can tell you one of the saddest calls that I would receive or I, have, I would answer is somebody saying, you know, me and my wife, we're really going through things and, and it's really hard and we need some help. How much would you guys charge to counsel us? Charge? Where did you get that idea? How much would we charge? I'll tell you how much we would charge. Nothing. Because freely we received and freely we give. Where did the idea that a church would charge to sit down with somebody and help them work through their marriage? Where did that come from? I'll tell you where it came from. This world. This world. Freely we receive, freely we give. Now, understand, I do know that there's a place for professionals and things of deep trauma and stuff, and, and certainly there's probably going to be a limit on what, but I'll tell you what we'll do. We're not professional counselors here. We never at, claim to be, but we are men of God, and we will open the Bible, we will pray with you, and we will help you see what God has to say about your life. And we'll walk alongside of you, and we will hope the best in your life. And when you lack faith, you can lean on our faith, and we'll come together. But like, to charge for it? Never. No. No, we will serve you because freely we give. God provides for all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. We will not charge you. That's not how it works here. God takes care of us. Generosity. Let me give you another thing that would help you in giving. You ready? If you are disobedient in not giving of your tithes and offerings to this church, obey God. It is so easy. It is, this is an easy thing to do. And oftentimes when people have this this deep-seated sin in their lives, if you peel back the layers of their life, they're not givers either. They're not givers. They don't do the easy things. you know how easy it is to write a check or set up online? you know how easy that is? Oh, no, pastor. What kind of church are we in? Pastor's begging for money. I'm not begging for money. God doesn't need your money. God does not need your money. He's the one that gave it to you. This church, by extension, we don't need your money either. Truly. You know, this church existed without any money. It started at zero. And whatever God would take us along the way, he'd provide. No, what we, what we, need, we, we need, the church doesn't need your giving. We need to give. We need to be generous people. This is an easy one. So what do people do with it? You know, they wrestle with this. I know I did as a new believer. I walked into a church like this. And I remember thinking, uh, because in that stage of my life, I mean, I was very, I like to call it conservative. Marie would call it stingy or cheap. All right. So so I walk into a church like the born again and they started passing the plate. And I'm like, this church don't need my money. And I didn't give. (laughs) The truth is the church didn't need that for me to give. I needed to give. See, God doesn't, God, God doesn't use giving as fundraising. He uses giving in our lives to raise up His kids and disciple us. You know, for example, we're sitting in a room right now in a building. It's beautiful, wonderful, very useful. Uh, we did this very frugally and conservatively, but we use it under the, under the Lord. You are living, many of you, because you're newer to the church, many of you are living in the generosity of previous generations of our church that when we didn't have, when this was just a land, a plot of dirt with weeds and those little stickers that stick on your socks, that's where all this property was, and trees and things, there was no building here. There was nothing here. And we asked. As a matter of fact, it reminded me of when we were entering into that phase of praying about, who knows, we never knew when we would get into a building. We didn't know. We bought the land, and then we waited. And then the Lord just kept moving forward, and we're very grateful for that. But during that time, We had many companies contact us and want to represent us in raising the money for the church. And they would come in with their slick, uh, you know, flyers and things up on there. And they'd hand things out to you in envelopes or whatever they did. And they would come and they would say, hey, we'll raise. If you need X amount of dollars, we will raise it. We guarantee it. It will happen and it will happen by this date. And to all of them, we said, no. No. No, because we have a principle that God handed down to us, and it's simply this. Where God guides, He provides. And so if He wants us to build something, He's going to provide. And He's going to provide through the life of this church. Besides, those guys that come in, as well-meaning as they are, they wanted to take, I don't remember the exact numbers, but let's just say they wanted to take 20% of your money, God's money, for the privilege of raising it, and I said, no way, why don't we just pray and ask the people, and so here at Calvary, if you're new, we're not going to beg you for money, we're not, not, not going to use guilt or coercion, we will tell you about needs, we will, we'll ask you, because how will you ever know if you don't, how will you ever give if you don't know there's a special need, and so we'll lay it before you, and you know, for those of you who've been here for a while, we haven't really had any big things come up, because we're still looking for land, we're still looking for land. The land that we were looking at eight years ago is gone. And most of them have storage units on them anyway. So like there's just, it's just not available right now. So what is God teaching us? To be content. It's like, fine, Lord, we're good. It's a great place. We are grateful for what you've given us. We're grateful for the facility. We're grateful. We're, we were looking to move and perhaps we will still soon. So we're still saving, but we won't coerce you. We won't beg you. And some have asked, well, why, Ed, don't you take a formal offering? It's just because when I came to this church, they were already doing this agape box thing. And I thought, what a great idea. Why don't we just be a church that depends on the Lord? Why don't we just do that? And he has led us now for 21 years providing for our every need. And God has been. One of the things, as I'm sharing this, one of the things that always comes to mind is that this is a generous church. You are a generous people. Never any bill, never anything with salaries, never have we had an issue providing for whatever is needed in this church. On top of all that flows through us to help other churches, to help other missionaries. There's so much that goes through this church that we don't, we wouldn't have time to cover it every week. God has just been so faithful whatever, it's a church plan, a missionary, some crisis, some difficulty, um, whatever it might be, the Lord provides. I think of even in the, the provision of needs and then things that are far outside needs. You see, God, every, every church has its own direction, own vision, right, own commitment, and our commitment is the Word of God. That's our commitment, we, I am fully 100% committed to teach you the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, beginning to end. That's my commitment. We also feel that burden to provide sound Bible teaching beyond the walls. And that's where we harness all the technology that we possibly can to get the Word of God out, to, to have it, you know, just thinking about being online. And, and then came the radio. And it began with just a little slot at 7 o'clock on an AM radio station here in town. And we started to provide. It's like, what do we have here? We don't really have much, but we have the Word of God. So let's put it on the radio and send it out. Maybe the Lord will use it. And He did. And then it was another time slot. Then it was another station. Then it was another station. And then the bill became so high that we started thinking, you know what? It might be good to buy a station. It might be good. Not only would it be good, but we could provide this city... 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It was just the city. Little, we didn't even think about covering all the way down to Pueblo West or now even praying about camp. We didn't even think that all the way up to Cheyenne. We we're just like our city. We just want to bless our city. And God had far greater things. And then, then through the gracious, generous giving of this church family, we were able to purchase a station. We were able to purchase two stations so that you are a part of this. You are a part of every day, all day, except when when we have little problems. Every day, all day, the word of God goes out and changes lives. Even to the guy that was here to introduce himself to me that was in the Larimer County Jail, receiving the word of God all day, every day, as much as he could. Somehow, your generosity is going to be seen at the Bema seat of Christ. I don't know how God's all going to sort it out, But you're a part of this church, or maybe now, even after this is our 11th year of radio, uh, Grace FM, we have a lot of supporters that aren't a part of our church, but are a part of the bigger Church of Christ. They partner together. Somehow at the Bema Seed, in our little area of Denver, God is going to sort it out and say, reward, 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 reward for all the lives that get changed by the Word of God. That's what generosity can do. We can't do everything. Like sometimes people will come, why don't you do what that church is doing? I'll tell you why, because that church is doing it. And they're good at it. So bless them. Encourage them. We can't do everything, but we can be really focused on what God's called us to do. And your generosity helps. Your generosity blesses. And it, it just helps, you know, in the broader scope of what happens in a church, but it also blesses you. Because every time you give, you open up your hands, you open up your hands, you open up your hands so that the Lord can fill them again. And you just keep going through life. You're not out giving God. It's so beautiful. And God can do a work in you. And when you're generous, again, talk to, it reminded me of a brother that I need to call. I haven't talked to him in many years. Uh, He just has the gift of giving. And I want to encourage him because he came to mind as I was teaching. And you talk to anyone that has a gift of giving and I'll tell you what you won't find covetousness, and discontentment, because they're just looking to bless other people, and the Lord just, man, and it doesn't even have to be money. I mean, we're talking about treasures, because Jesus did, but it doesn't have to be. It could be your talent, you know, like, I don't know why we have all this talent, and then we're like, well, you know, I'm going to just do a side gig, man. I'm gonna do a side gig. You know, maybe you need to do a side gig, but maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to bless somebody, and don't ask for anything in return. Just say, you know what, I'm gonna do this under the Lord, and He will repay me. And just could be that you could step into something that would blow your mind. It would just be amazing. Unbelievable. Because my heart has a tendency to wander. It has a tendency to stray. It drifts away. And I have to ask, where's my treasure? Because my heart is following my treasure. And could it be that my treasure things far more than I treasure my Lord? Because as important as my wife and my kids are, as important as you are as the church, Jesus and my walk with Him is far more important. Far more important. And He has more for me as He has more for you. And as I choose to invest my life, my resources, which really aren't mine, they belong to Him, in the kingdom of God, He'll bless that. And just one thing you can expect here, church, you won't be forced, you won't be coerced, you won't be guilted, to give. It's between you and the Lord. And I know He'll move you, and I know He'll bless you. I I know He'll do that, because we live out this truth where God guides, He provides. And His provision comes from your relationship with Him. Your money is actually His, and He'll guide and direct you of where He wants you to use it, how He wants you to multiply it how he wants you to use unrighteous mammon for the kingdom of God. Some of you are so good in investing and some of you are so good at businesses. Some of you you are so good in multiplying things. Why do you think the Lord has given that to you? For the kingdom. He wants you to use it for his glory. And so perhaps it just starts with all of that to say this. Maybe it just starts when you go out to lunch or dinner tonight. You just choose to be generous, tipping your server and thanking them and encouraging them. You know, I think of when you get a gift card that somebody gives to you that was a gift to begin with and and the gift is so, and the meal is not that much, you just sign the whole card over to them. You're just like, here, it's unto you. And you thank them and you look at them in the eye and you get to know them. And maybe it's a restaurant you frequent. I mean, the doors, the opportunity for God to use you is great. And he is not done on the earth today. Amen.
0: We're going through Hebrews one verse at a time with Pastor Ed Taylor on Abounding Grace. Before we part ways, just a few things we want to tell you about. If you'd like to hear today's message again, log on to AboundingGraceRadio.com. Again, we're on the web at AboundingGraceRadio.com. You can also download our free app and access our teachings that way. Search for Ed Taylor or Calvary Church. Pastor Ed, I know you've heard this countless times through the years. Someone will say, I can't afford to give. How would you reply to that in light of today's study in Hebrews on the joy of generosity?
1: Well, Larry, I want to take the answer to this question a couple of different ways because I want to cover a broader spectrum on this. You know, first of all, I use that phrase for someone that says they can't afford to give. I always like to respond, No, you can't afford not to give. That regular, uh, spirit led, grateful, joy-filled generosity of giving is so important. First of all, giving uh, of your tithes and offerings to your church, and then, of course, being an open conduit to those around you. Um, generosity increases capacity. Generosity increases the depth of our heart and our love for others. Generosity reminds us that what we have is not ours. We're stewards of it, that God has given it to us. And, and so we want to to give as God purposes in our hearts. And that's a great uh, surrendered position to be. And you go, well, Ed, I don't have much. But the Bible indicates and teaches us very clearly that we are to give of the increase and so whether, like I taught my kids, you know, if they got a dollar, then they are to tithe 10 cents. If they got two, then 20 cents. If they never learn how to tithe a dollar, they'll never learn how to tithe the hundred dollars or $200 or whatever God would entrust to their care. And so it's not the amount that's as important as the generosity of your heart. And I know we use the word tithe. That's an Old Testament principle. But you know, the, the tithe even came before the law. So there was a principle even before God laid down the law that we are to give toward the further work of God on the earth today. And now today that applies to us in the church. We give of our tithes and offerings to our church. We support other ministries. We support the poor, the weak, the widow. Uh, we we give of our time, our talents, our treasures. Friend, you can't afford not to give. Please, please step into the joy of
0: generosity, and watch God bless. Thank you for those words of encouragement. Each month, we pick out a book to help you develop a spiritual library. With the hope and prayer, it will aid you in your walk with the Lord. Here in September, we've got a good one to share with you, written by Louis Giglio, titled, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. Would you like to break free from the chains of negative thinking and experience true freedom from unhealthy thoughts and emotions? You can. In this book, you'll discover practical ways to overcome Satan's lies and find peace and security in any situation you find yourself in. Request a copy today when you support Abounding Grace with a gift of $25 or more. You might think of it as our way of saying thank you. You can do that by calling 877-30-GRACE. Again, the number is 8 877- Seven seven three zero grace or order online at calvaryco.store. Abounding Grace is a non radio ministry located in Aurora, Colorado. We're thankful for each and every listener that comes alongside us to help bring these teachings to your community every day. You can make a donation online at aboundinggraceradio.com. Don't miss our next study in Hebrews. We'll pick up right where we left off today. That's here at Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. This is amazing grace.